Uh, for you yeah. guys who don't watch or this may be your first time, what we do is um, this is like him and I at coffee. So um, it's called, it's titled Conversations because that's all it is. Um, we're about to have a conversation, um, more conversations about coffee, sports, but also uh, maybe talk about the Bible a little bit, hopefully, um, get some of his wisdom. So if you guys haven't yet, get your notebooks out because I know he's got lots of wisdom. So. <laughs> Bro, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing, man. I'm yeah. awesome. I'm excited for, for Easter. It's beautiful finally here. I, I live in the Portland area, so we've just been getting rain like every day. So yeah. we finally had like some 70 degree days. It's been beautiful, man. Let's go. Does it ever not rain in Portland though? Is there a day that it doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> it's like we have four seasons a day. Yeah, right. Crazy. Yeah. It's been, so we're we're in the season. So I'm in Omaha, Nebraska in our yep are 30 in the morning and then like 70 in the afternoon so it's like you got to wear the jacket in the morning and then you're starting to sweat by afternoon so that's crazy yeah that's just weird so i mentioned coffee so are you a coffee guy or are you not yes sir oh yes sir <laughs> you drink straight black coffee or are you more i put like a little bit of oat milk in my coffee okay. there and then we have um stump town here in portland so i just drink from their Ethiopia blend. It's so good. Oh, yeah, dude. So I have people, we have people on this all the time. And that's usually the first question. And some people you can tell that are like, uh, no, I don't. Um, and then there's also people who are in like the vanilla latte phase uh -huh. that we all started in. Um, and we've progressed, yeah. we've been sanctified to just black coffee. Sanctified. Um, <laughs> dude, I gotta, I gotta send you some coffee beans. So we have archetype. Please. Um, it's like, two or three ranked coffee bean um, in the world. Oh my goodness. So I'm blessed. Um, wow. And it's it's a big deal to me. It's uh, near and dear to my heart. So um, I got- Send me some, please. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so bro, we're gonna have, I'm gonna have a couple questions um, just about social media. Um, I know that um, you and I both are on social media a lot, but more, yeah. more than just social media, I think we um, obviously, do have an agenda behind it. We're not just posting or creating content to just like right. get followers or get high fives from people at the mall. Um, I don't know. I don't necessarily know if that's our agenda. Um, yeah. But talk to me a little bit about your journey with, I know that you even founded like an organization and stuff. So talk us through a little bit about your journey with this type of stuff. Yeah. Um, so with social media, um, I wasn't really doing much at all until the beginning of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, so in January of 2020, um, I saw two videos on Instagram, like during the same week in the beginning of the year. So I saw one from Gary V, you know, Gary V. So he was saying like, um, Hey, everyone's on TikTok right now. Like all these teenagers, young people, and a lot of the older generation thinks it's just like girls and guys dancing and like little comedy clips. Mm -hmm. uh, but he said, if, if you have a niche, if you're an educator, like if you have something good to bring to people, you need to get on this thing right now because it's heading that way. A lot of people just don't see it yet. So he said, post like three videos a day of whatever your niche is. Mm -hmm. And then the same week, um, there is this awesome guy that I was following on Instagram. His name's Alex Wilson, mm -hmm. and he makes amazing Christian content. Yeah. He says the same thing. He's like, if you're a pastor, you need to get on TikTok. We need more light in this darkness. This is a yeah. dark place. 
And this is where the teens and young people are right now. So if you want to reach Gen Z and more millennials, get on this app and start preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. So I prayed about it. God said, do it. Yeah. And I just started with, um, you know, opening the TikTok account, sharing my testimony. Um, and at, at that time, when I started, there were, there were very few Christian TikTokers. Mm -hmm. A lot of it was like Christian comedy, yeah. kind of like the Christian subculture deal. Right. Yeah. Um, and then there was a couple people actually like preaching the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, so I went on the route of, I want to preach the gospel and see what God does through this. So I started, you know, doing videos where I pray, mm -hmm. I preach the gospel. Um, I started to get creative with props and stuff like that. Yeah. And it just grew exponentially so fast. I think in April, 2020, I was already at around 300,000 followers. And then by the end of the year, I was at a million followers. And now I'm at almost uh, 1.2 million followers on TikTok. It's it's, and, and I'm reaching, you know, three to 5 million people a week through the videos that I'm posting. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, through doing this, there are so many temptations. There's so many terrible temptations of pride that fall into your heart um, that you need to battle constantly. And I, I think it'd be really naive to say that that isn't true for everybody on social media. Um, you know, we, we all wake up in the morning and we all want to pat on the back. We want to feel accepted. We want to feel loved. Um, so a lot of people try to find that through social media, through getting the likes, through getting the video views, through posting a viral thing. Um, and that, that's a very, um, delicate thing to walk on. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian content creator. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, actually one, one book that's really helped me in this process is this book by a worship pastor named Jeremy Riddle, and it's a book called the reset. So yeah. he talks about gaining fame as a worship leader and he has so many followers and people just love everything he does like him and Stephanie Gretzinger, if you know who that is. Yep. Um, so it's like whatever they touch turns to gold. Mm -hmm. And he just talks about his process of being humbled by the Lord yeah. because there's so many temptations. What if I, I just need to write the right song and it'll go viral and it'll be on the radio and I'll make my millions. There's so much temptation like that. And the root of that is satanic. That's yeah. how Satan fell from heaven. Right. He wanted to ascend the heights of heaven. He wanted to climb up the mountain. Um, so the Bible is so different. It's opposite. God says that he exalts the humble. Mm -hmm. He opposes the, he opposes the proud. Yeah. So if we're prideful about this stuff we're doing, you're going to be brought low. Oh yeah. But if you do this with humility, God will lift you up. Yeah. So I've been just asking the Lord <clears throat> through this process to just humble me, mm -hmm. keep me broken, uh, keep me low and give me a heart for the people on the other side of the screen. Yeah. So before I post a video, I'm thinking, you know, what is the person on the other side of the screen mm -hmm. going? How are they going to respond to this? And does this lift up Jesus or is it lifting up Jacob? Right. So yeah. That's, that's been my process. And it's just been so unexpected. I was posting um, like maybe one or two Instagrams just of like, you know, my coffee yeah. or, you know, the, you know, once a year family picture, right. maybe one or two posts a month, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, so now even on Instagram, there, there's been a lot of great growth on that. And there's so many people being reached on that app, especially when they brought reels out. Yeah. Like I was just, crazy. I, I do better on reels than on TikTok lately. 
Wow. Like I, I'm just reposting my TikToks on Reels. Yeah, right. Everything is just reaching millions of people. It's it's just wild, man. Yeah. It's yeah. it's a total God thing. Oh, it's absolutely. Crazy. Yeah, it's like it's blatantly obvious that God's graced you for that. Um, I think that's even something for the viewers. Like, I think people are graced for specific seasons, for specific yeah. things. We're not all called to do the exact same thing. Um, right. obviously we're called to Matthew 28, like go, um, okay. and whatever people's go is, it might look a little different. Um, right. so that kind of the follow-up is, um, for you or maybe even for me or for anyone watching this, what do you, in your perspective, what is the goal for, um, creating content on social media or, um, using the next marketing scheme? So I own a marketing agency as well. So it's kind of the yeah. flip side. So obviously we all have strategies and different things, but what in your mind is the goal for social media? Yeah. The goal um, for me is to um, uplift and educate people mm -hmm. and empower people. Um, I want to lift them closer to Jesus. I want to educate them about Jesus and I want to empower Christians to do what I'm doing in their own way. Yeah. So I've, I've inspired a lot of people to start doing this. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Like, I'm not just inspiring people to like my, my first goal is I want to inspire people to get into the church, yeah. get baptized, read the word, start following Jesus. Like that's number one, that's success for me. And there's, I, I take screenshots of every DM that I get that I get a lot of negative ones, oh, yeah. positive ones, you know, Hey, thank you. My life's been, been transformed. Your video showed up. Now I'm going to church. I'm getting baptized on Easter. Thank you so much. It was that one video that changed everything. And I'm like, that's so crazy. Like, how does that, how does that even happen? Um, so that's my first like level or way to measure success is that people are walking into church and mm -hmm. they're actually following Jesus. Um, but, but secondary is, you know, I want to empower Christians to preach the gospel. I want to empower Christians to have more faith. Um, lately, I've been posting more videos of myself doing evangelism or praying for the sick, um, actually doing the stuff. Because mm -hmm. right. we, we talk a lot. We have a lot of opinions, um, especially in 2020. You see a lot of pastors. Um, the, the only thing we're able to do on social media is what we're doing right now, just like right. the, the coffee talk. Um, but I, I think people need to see more content. Uh, they need to see more examples of Christians actually walking their faith out. Yeah, They need to see God move. Um, so I, I just posted a video yesterday. I, I prayed for this woman who was so sick yep. and it was so amazing how God just orchestrated this, this whole thing together. Mm -hmm. And in the video, she just shoots up out of her bed. It was just a miracle. It is so uh, and she, she walked downstairs. Like they were, they had to carry her. She would scream every day in so much pain for three weeks. She walks down the stairs. Her mom makes her mashed potatoes and fish. <laughs> Come on. And she eats two plates of it. It was just like the most, it, it felt like I was in the book of Acts, man. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, so I want to show more content like that to people. Yeah. Hey, the book of Acts, you can live this out. Yeah. You can live the Bible out. You can actually walk like the disciples of Jesus. That's what we're called to do. Mm -hmm. um, so I think especially in our, in our Gen Z millennial generation right now, we're full of opinions. Oh yeah. People need to see examples of Christians actually doing the Bible, actually living it out instead of just talking about it. Right. So that's, that, those are 
ways that I measure success is when I hear, you know, other Christians reach out to me and they say, Hey, I started posting Christian content and this is what God's doing, or, Hey, I'm hitting the streets or I'm, I'm applying for this internship now at this church or YWAM or, or whatever. So those are always encouraging to me. I, to this day, like I, I believe in social media. I believe that um, obviously we might as well use it if it's here. Yeah. Um, but even at like, since the start, it's been like, all right, this is a tool. Like this is yep. not, this is not it. This is a part of it, but it is not it. Um, yeah. And I think that that's something to be said. It's like, yeah, we are using it to reach people, um, get them plugged into their local church, um, yeah. but also very much so like as Christians, um, like to show people what God's doing in your life. Like, like for God's sakes, if we don't like show that we're in a, we're at coffee with a friend, like you said, or like, it's, it's fun. Like people need to enjoy it, not um, yeah. endure their Christianity, but enjoy it. <laughs> Yes. Um, like geez like we're supposed to be the light of the world like let's actually be it versus right. the boring christian who's just like i don't want to touch social media it's like dude you don't have to be the instagram influencer but you can influence your neighbor or right somebody that you know at school uh, it doesn't have to be this full-time thing but it can be it totally can be and like even a few years ago before social media became what it even is now I remember my, my pastor said, for a lot of people, the first door of your church that people walk through is your Instagram or your 100%. website. They're not going to show up until they see what you're doing on Instagram or YouTube oh, yeah. or TikTok or your website. Yeah. So that's that's a first impression for a lot of people. That I mean, we do, I do that when I'm going out to a restaurant. Oh, 100%. I'm not just going to like walk in. I want to I want to look at the reviews. Yeah. I want to look at the menu. I want to see what this place is all about. I want to see what the vibes like. Is yeah. this some? Is this a place I'm going to enjoy? What do I really want to take my wife on a date to this place? Right. So if we do that, for like, I think as a Christian leader, we don't think, uh, we don't step in other people's shoes. Yeah, we're like, well, we've been doing church for all these years, but we need to step into you know a, a first timer's shoes, someone who's never gone to church before. And we need to think like, how would they, what would get me to decide to come to church? What would get me to decide to actually want to start reading the Bible? Yeah. Um, so social media is like, it's a huge tool, man, to reach people. Yeah. I, for about a year and a half, I helped oversee our marketing for the church and um, running the social and stuff. And that that's it. Like, especially people under 30 like that's what they're going to go their instagram and it's like a search engine like they're going to look up right. my city church and they're going to say oh yep. okay this is dope or it's gonna be like no <laughs> <laughs> um, and even that like so now i help kind of oversee the operations of the church so um everything from sunday mornings to teams to leadership stuff and that's really what it is is like all right yeah we can get people from social but from the parking lot to the auditorium how are we making them feel and experience? And it should feel the same way on social media. Like it yep. should be fun, vibrant, young, um, not boring. Like we're fun yep. um, and it's focused on community, but um, kind of transitioning a little bit more focused on you. Um, I love talking to people about their like daily habits. So what is your kind of daily, if you have one, a daily routine look like? Cause I know it's crazy. Um, Aunt Rona hopefully is, 
yeah. soon to be over, but from the past year, I guess. Please God. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. Daily routine. Um, I wake up, I wake up pretty early, um, cause we've got two, two daughters and mm-hmm. they're, they're early risers. So, um, I try to wake up before them. Uh, they used to be my alarm, but I like waking up before them and, and just getting up out of bed. Um, so I just take some time, pray, um, check the stock market. I yeah. do a little bit of day trading sometimes. Um, and then I make breakfast and, and my French press for everybody. Come on. Um, and then my, my oldest daughter, she's five. She usually gets up like 20 minutes later. We watch the sunrise, yeah. play, some, play a card game or something like that. Wait for mom and our uh, other daughter to wake up. She's 20 months old. Yeah. Um, and then I'm out. So usually after I make breakfast for everybody, I'm out of the house and I'm working here at the church or mm-hmm. at the nearest coffee shop. So what I do is that, you know, I work on content creation. I'm working on my nonprofit that I started, Mm -hmm. uh, which is sometimes I feel like I'm way in over my head um, with like making sure we're compliant with the IRS. We're grant ready. Um, So like, like this is how crazy this was a huge relief for us this week. Uh, We applied to be a 501c3 in March 2020. Wow. And this month, we finally got our letter back from the IRS that we're approved. We're official 501c3 nonprofits. We've been pending for a year. Wow. Crazy. So that was a huge relief. I was like, please, God, let this happen. So there's so much, you know, compliance that things that I need to do, um, merch creation. We're really working this year on creating more merch because our, our goal before Corona was we wanted to be speaking in high schools and middle schools all across the country. Mm-hmm. So I, this nonprofit that I started, it's called Stay Here, mm-hmm. and it's for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. Yeah. And we were getting booked. We were so excited about it. And then everything got canceled. Mm-hmm. And then when things like the vaccine and stuff started coming out at the end of 2020, I started to try again for the next school year. Yep. Still zeros. We're not ready, sir. We're not ready, sir. So our approach this year is more like, okay, wear our merch at your school and you be a voice. So we're going to try to just empower young people to do this themselves at their school. So we're going to create some educational content, video content, things that they can do on their own, and then rock this merch in your school or university or your church. Um, Cause even the church, you know, we, we don't talk about mental health enough Yeah, and absolutely. you'd be a voice. So we're really working on rolling that out. And I've been getting some great advice from the founder of Jesus loves you co Trenton Jackson. Yep. He is just a genius. So yeah. I'm excited about what we're going to see this year with that organization, but that's most of my days. And I get home. Uh, I'm like the meal maker, man. Yeah. I, I'm always, I make, I love cooking. So I get home make dinner almost every night mm-hmm. um, for the fam. And then um, last night we just started something new. Um, we do like the family connection night. Yeah. So on Wednesdays, we kind of do like a house church just with our, our family. Yeah. We've got a 20 month old and a five-year-old. So the 20 month olds just throwing right. Polly pockets around and Barbies <laughs> around and stuff. And mm-hmm. but our five-year-old loved it, man. And I was just crying, just praying yeah. over her and reading awesome. the word with them. So um we, we try to, we, my wife and I really try to connect every night, pray together, 
um, get into the word together, mm-hmm. put the phones away. Yeah. So the phones are away at night when we're together. That's awesome. So, yeah. That's I am about to June 9th. I don't know how many days, probably like 71 or two. We'll be uh, getting married in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. All right. Two, two questions. Last two. Number one, what's the number one advice you give me? Because um, I need it. And then <laughs> we'll talk the other one after. Yeah. The number one advice um, I can give you is, um, you know, for, for me right now, like the advice that I'm taking for myself that I would give to you is do whatever you can to fall more in love with Jesus. And I think that sounds like so simple, but, um, you know, we're both in ministry and it's very easy to go on autopilot mode. It's very easy to just be like, okay, I know the Bible. I know this about Jesus. Um, so now I'm just going to use what I have. I'm just going to use this, uh, this anointing he's given me the calling he's given me and I'm going to go fly. Um, but you know, if you do that for a while, you'll just get burnt out. And if you just use your gifting, if you use the, if you use your, your own, um, knowledge, you're going to get tired. And for me right now, I'm in a season where I want Jacob 10 years ago, when I first got born again, filled with the Holy spirit to be jealous of Jacob. Now I want, you know, to be more on fire, more in love, more in the word than I ever have been before. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing about that is if you pray for that, God will give that to you. Yeah. That's what's crazy. It's like, you don't have to try to like make it happen, which is hard. It's hard to just be like, I'm on fire for Jesus. I want more of Jesus. I want to know you, Jesus. Like sometimes you need to just ask God, God, I don't, I would rather do this than spend time with you. Change me, change my heart, soften my heart. I want to be with you. I want to be on fire for you. I want to be the most on fire person for Jesus in the room. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Not, not for pride, but I just want to know Jesus. I want to know the Holy spirit. So, you know, every time I watch revival history videos of some person, I just stop and I'm like, God, give me what they have and more. Yeah. So just my advice for you is check your, keep checking your heart and, and you're asking God, is there more that you want to do in me right now? It, do, you, do you want to break me even more in love for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and pray scary prayers like. Yeah. Last, last week I, I, uh, was supposed to preach at our young adults at church, but my brother was in town and he, he preached at this other young adults here in Vancouver. So obviously I went to go support my brother instead. Yeah. And the whole time he's preaching, I know my brother, man, I could have just been like, yeah, but I'm trying to engage. I'm like, God, I want to be so undone by this message. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this message, dude, it was so embarrassing. Yeah. I am bawling my eyes out. Yeah. There's a message about prayer. We need to pray. Only 2% of the church is really praying. Wow. So I'm like asking God, change me, wreck me, give me more fire for this. And dude, my brother gets off the mic. He comes up to me and he's like, dude, you have snot like running <laughs> down your nose. It's so bad, bro. <laughs> but he's like, pray for me. I, like, what is God doing in you? And I was so wrecked that night 
Um, and God continues to just do more and more in me. So I, my advice for you is just ask God. I, I, I don't want to be, change my prayers to, I don't want to be the most skilled leader. I want to be the most in love leader for yeah, Jesus. I want to burn for Jesus more than anything else. Yeah. Um, so that's, I know that's like pretty basic and simple that advice. It's good. the greatest, it's yeah. the greatest thing is to just fall more in love with Jesus. Absolutely. All right. Final question. It's a big deal. So you're an NBA guy, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So are you watching, are you watching what's going on in March Madness as well? I haven't actually, man. I and feel so <laughs> No, I, so I had to have the app filled out like two brackets to see what's going on. And uh -huh. um, so two, two questions, I guess, in one, who's your NBA team? And then if you watch college basketball, college basketball team. Then we oh, can from there. Yeah, my NBA team <laughs> is definitely the Blazers. Okay. Because yeah. they're here in Portland. <laughs> yep. And I just, I love the attitude of the Blazers, man. They, they feel pretty BA to me. Oh, totally. Um, they're scrappy. I love the Blazers. And like when Seattle left, like I was a huge Sonics fan. I love going to Sonics games. You kind of have to slowly like the Blazers. That's the closest thing to you. Yeah. So it was for a while. I was just Blazers by default, by default. Um, but now I love to watch the Blazers. They're amazing. Yeah. And then uh, college basketball. I have never really gotten into college basketball. Yeah, I've, I've just done like the March Madness brackets right. and stuff yeah. to see like, oh, if I could win, but I never really got into it. Yeah, I respect it. Yeah, dude, you got to respect Dane. He's, I don't, literally for five, six years, I've been like, this guy is the best point guard in the NBA. Like, honestly, He's crazy. He's so good. And I love, like you said, it's attitude. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm a Bulls fan. I, we're working on it. Um, <laughs> been fasting for years for them. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Just watch out. Give me, give us like four or five years. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't worry about it. We got, we got all the good rookies and sophomores. So yeah. Um, yeah. So final question, who's winning NBA finals this year? And I, besides the Lakers, we can't say the Lakers. We got to have hope for something else. I, I'm sorry. I don't have hope for anyone else. <laughs> it's like, the Nets what do you can, think? Well, here's the deal. The Nets can bring on anybody and every, they could bring MJ back if they want. I still don't think they're going to beat the Lakers. Um, yeah. You just can't beat LeBron right now. No. It. You just got to acknowledge it. I'm okay with it. He's not human. No, I'm a LeBron not fan. Not real. I'm a LeBron fan. Of course, I'm going to always go MJ as the GOAT. Um, yeah. I'm a Bulls fan, but um, you, you just can't bet against him. Dude, I, I used to be like the biggest LeBron hater. Yeah. Like, I was a MJ and Kobe till I die. Yeah. Like, these are my guys, but dude, he just is unstoppable. No, he, he is he, crazy. Like if it, MJ versus LeBron too, like that would, I wish we could, we could see something like that, but LeBron is like a football player. Correct. Like he is so yeah. huge. Yes. He would, he would knock MJ to the floor. Yeah. It wouldn't even be close one-on-one. -on -one. No. And I, I remember watching that, um, debate on ESPN. It might have been a couple of weeks ago where they all debating up one on one. It's like LeBron's like six eight, two sixty. Like he's yeah. Not, I we I saw him live. They played against the Timberwolves in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even close. It was like that was back when Rubio was playing. He was like, wow. like this is not 
is not good. No. <laughs> well, so it's probably going to be Lakers. Yep, Lakers for the next three years until yep. he goes somewhere else. Bulls. He'll just wrap up with the Bulls. So he's he's overtaken. He overtook D Wade. Now he's overtaken Kobe. Yeah. So he's got to overtake MJ on all these teams. So we'll take if he him. ever went to the Bulls, that'd be insane. Let's go. What number would he be though? I wonder. Probably he'll probably have to go back to six. Yeah. Or MJ would have to like sign it off. I don't, be I don't think Chicago Bulls fans would be okay with that, but yeah. that'd be like blasphemy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Bro, thank you so much for being on. I hope um, okay. thank you for taking time out of your day. Um, 9.30 your time. Um, so hopefully you have a great rest of your day. Um, well, it's a beautiful 11.30 my time. So I'm going to eat lunch because I have yes. my intermittent fast.